Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about an analogy and foreign policy and poker and chess. Uh, I'm very fond of using the analogy that foreign policy is like a poker game where everybody's cheating. I've said it repeatedly on this channel. I've used it for a really long time. So I, I, I was not surprised when uh, somebody sent me a message saying, you know, I find it interesting that you use that analogy because my friends who studied foreign policy during the Cold War always used to say that Americans view it as poker and the Soviets view it as chess. And I've heard that a lot. Um, when I first started using the analogy, somebody else was like, you, you, you know it's a trope that Americans view foreign policy as poker and it's kind of an insult, right? Whatever they can insult. It's a better analogy, you know, and I didn't back down from it because I do. I believe it's a better analogy. If you want people to understand it, that's the way to look at it, not chess. Chess has rules. Acknowledge that people cheat first. When you look at the Soviet model of viewing it as chess, okay, <laughs> what is it? It's elegant. It is strategic. It is well thought out. And their foreign policy was all of that. Ideologically driven. Long term. Um, and confrontational. It is confrontational. Two major powers. Because that's how they viewed it. The Soviet Union versus the United States, or more broadly, East versus West. But see, with the poker analogy, you can still have two main players. You and I, we may have the most chips at, at the table. We have the two biggest piles. But it doesn't exclude everybody else. Because if we're not paying attention, somebody can come out of nowhere and clean us out. Like, hypothetically, Vietnam or Afghanistan. Right? It's a better analogy. The other uh, countries, they're not just spectators. They're involved. And when you acknowledge them, you acknowledge the different layers of, of fluidity that come with foreign policy. The, the dynamics that are constantly changing because of the decisions of countries that may not really seem to matter in the chess analogy. And when you acknowledge that everybody's cheating, that, that just brings it, that brings it home. Because showing a card here or sliding one there in hopes of getting something on the back end, oh, that is foreign policy. That's what it's like. That makes more sense. And then with the chess game, what happens? You know, you're, you play the game, somebody wins, somebody loses, that's it. The other person the opponent, they're conquered. It's over. It's not how foreign policy works anymore. We don't really conquer each other. We play the game and we meet up every week to play it. Yeah, you may lose this week, but you'll be back. It's not as uh, final, which makes more sense to me because it is never ending. And then you have the added uh, dynamic of the chips. There's something that's keeping score as the game progresses. And 
with poker, it's money. When you're playing poker, you're typically playing for money, especially if you're cheating. Not so much the case with chess. Now, foreign policy, it's not about money. Foreign policy is about power and nothing else. However, if we're being really honest with ourselves, what's currency? Power coupons. The means with which to obtain power. It's a better analogy all the way around. I fully embrace it. I know it's a trope. I know it's an insult in some ways, in some circles. Uh, I think it's better. And I can point to a definitive uh, little element that shows it's a better way of looking at it. Call the Soviet embassy and ask them what they think. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.